I'm Zorina Dimitrova, trainer and speaker on Business with Meaning, and I have the pleasure to have Charlotte Common, happiness designer. Hello, Zorina. Brilliant to be with you, and I'm looking forward to this discussion uh, because I think you know, it will be really, really good and helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, we've had already a few discussions with you, I think four so far, and this one has been uh, in the making for quite some time, but... Uh, due to you moving and this whole COVID uh, reorganization that we had to go through, <laughs> we postponed it a bit. But today we are talking about moving from superwoman to superb woman. Brilliant. How does that sound? <laughs> people. people want to be superwoman women, and we want to be super, superb women. I would like to be a superb woman, yes. So you, st you start, Arena. You know, I, I love our discussions because, you know, we bounce back things backwards and forwards and we come out with really good things. So you start off. All right. So I have quite a few thoughts on, on being a superwoman because I've experienced trying to be a superwoman and how miserable this has made me or had made me before I realized that this is not the path. But I also think that there's, a, there's an overarching cultural, if not a gender, at least a natural development that doesn't bring women to the happy place they need to be because they're trying to be superwoman you know like superman while the natural being of a woman is just to be at a flow in balance um relaxed um taken care of and uh while we are trying to be equal with men and and fighting on the same turf we are actually depriving ourselves of the of the essence that we are and uh, I, I was trying quite hard to make it in the corporate world. And I did have a, a very nice uh, career until, I, until the moment I decided to start my own business. Uh, but I can tell you it was not easy. It was tough. It's always tough to compete um, in the same level or in the same terms with men when it's actually a men's world de designed by and for men. So when we, are, um, when we are working and living under there, I don't want to make a separation of us and them, but it is in the end something that they have designed, uh, the, the, the corporate structure and the, even the hierarchies in, uh, in the corporate world. So I had a thought um, a few days ago about classmates of mine that had also graduated the MBA school that I the MBA program that I had and I was thinking how many of them actually had successful relationships and families and uh, I realized that it was a very small percentage first of all the women in this um, in this program were only about 30 35 percent at most and it's still a quite large female participation and out of these women the the majority has not managed to create a family because once you put all your energy in playing against somebody else's rule or within somebody else's rule of the game, um, you're outside of your turf in general. So you have no say. You just put all your energy to compete in something that you naturally don't belong. You understand what I mean? Because naturally women are inclined to be more creative and more collaborative. I'm and of course, I'm talking about the majority here. I'm generalizing. So this is my first mm -hmm. point. And, and the second point is, uh, out of all these women, they didn't have children. 
how many of them were actually happy? In the end, they, 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 they end up empty-handed. First of all, because it's a myth that you can reach tremendous career as a woman. In most cases, you cannot. These are really minor, a very small percentage of women that reach the top, and for other reasons. You know, majority of people that climb up the corporate ladder, if they are women, would be there for different reasons. Do you understand what I mean? So it's yeah. a myth that you can build a tremendous career to the top as a woman. Women excel in their own businesses. Women excel in helping collaborate, collaborative businesses, not in climbing the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. If they do, then they usually deprive themselves of families. This is what I've observed. Whenever I've seen um, women that have overseen internet, large international departments, usually they have no family or if they have a partner, they have no children. Mm. You see, and I think that could, if, if women, for example, decide that they choose their career over having children, uh, because for whatever reason they want to fulfill themselves in a career, which I can understand and there is nothing wrong with it. But I think there comes a point when they suddenly want to have children and the biological clock is finished, you know, so they just can't. And, uh, you know, when you were saying at one point, you know, that perhaps we'll see more um, twin uh, buggy, buggies for twins, you know, prams for twins, because then people go into artificial insemination and so on. Because, you know, nowadays people have children later, you know, in their late 30s and 40s and whatever. Um, you were saying, you know, that uh, women are designed differently to men. And I've really seen that women want to prove themselves. And I think it's from a point, a historical point, where women were so uh, undermined and oppressed that there came a point, and my generation is part of that, where we say, you know, we can roll up our sleeves, we can do the men's job, and, 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 and. And that is what I call the woman who wants to be a superwoman, yeah? And I speak from experience because I thought I had to prove myself. I thought that I had to have a voice in the world, and I can only do that if I stand up and be part, you know, go into the masculine energy. Well, it didn't do me any good. You know, I mean, okay, I achieved really, really great things. For example, I'm a very sporty woman. I used to do a lot of horse riding, competing in horse riding. And uh, when I was 50, I was living in Canada. And I learned to play ice hockey age 50. And after eight weeks, I played in a team. Now, I was a lot older than the other, my other team members. But when I look back now, I thought I wanted to prove that I'm just as strong as as the younger ones are, and I, I'm just as strong as a man. I can do this. Mm. So there's that superwoman, but it didn't do me any good. And I think the women of any age, if they would understand their femininity in a new way and make it powerful, not compete with the men, but no, I'm a female, and I work differently to a man. And I know for women, it is extremely hard to have a career and also have children. You know, it's very, very difficult, you know, very demanding. 
And I don't know how the younger generation, how you do it, to have a child and still have a career. It's, it, the demands are really, really big. Uh, I think it makes a difference, sorry for interrupting, I, I think it makes a difference whether you're running your own business or you're actually in a career, because very often it happens that um, if two people are together in a relationship and both of them have a potential to build a career, both of them are well educated, there's, then there's usually a clash at some point. Um, I was always wondering why my male classmates, quite often they, they chose as partners women that didn't have careers, that were either school teachers, primary school teachers, uh, caretakers, uh, people that do not compete on the same level, in the same mm -hmm. arena, you know, because people, men, don't want to compete with their women. It's natural, yes. right? Yeah. So now, you know, years later, I realized, okay, well, that's why nobody wants to compete with their partner. You mm -hmm. want to have somebody who is, I understand, it's a, it's a man-woman thing, who's cuddly and nice. And women, on the other hand, where do they ha find a match? Would it be somebody who is even above them? I don't think so. It's usually somebody who's well below their uh, standards. Mm -hmm. So in the end, women that do well in their career find it difficult to find a partner because now they have very high expectations, very high demands. Who would be this person that needs to be even beyond me? And usually these people that are even higher in terms of position and in terms of social standing, they choose still somebody without a career. You know, then you would see executives with their secretaries, with, their, um, with flight attendants, with um, you know, people that are not competitive to them. Yeah, that's a very, very, very interesting point. And, you know, this is why it's so brilliant that you bring this up, because you and I are from a different generation. For example, I was married uh, to an army officer and uh, I was twin for 23 years. I was an army wife and we traveled around the world and we moved 11 times. Now, my ex-husband hated moving and who did most of the moves? It was me. Now, my ex, uh, our family life, we've got three children uh, and they had to go to boarding school and so on and so on which was very very painful for me because I'm one of these earth mothers and uh, so but our family life was all about my husband's career everything everything was about him I could never choose where we're going to move I was given a key at the guard room and now Mrs. Common you're going to live there for the next two years there's no choice no nothing so and that's how I lived and when I went into hospital to have my babies, military hospital, I was wife off and my husband's army number. And that was it. So that's not easy to live with, you yeah. know, when you have a, a mind of your own. Yeah. And you asked my children about the Easter mummy spoiled. Now, when my youngest son was six years old, I suddenly flipped my lid because I had created a beautiful Easter Sunday morning and I hidden Easter eggs and, 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 and my family, they were all in a bad mood and it was terrible. And at one point, you know, I was, I became so angry and I said, what is this? I'm not your cleaner. I'm not your cook. I have a brain. I want to live. I want to be free. Oh my word. Mommy spoiled the Easter. But this was the desperation of a woman who knew I have got brains, I've got something I want to give to the world. And I felt, you know, I was supporting my husband, I was supporting my children. And where was I and this whole thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But it was all good because I went to, in the end, I left him. 
And I went to university aged 54 and graduated aged 58. And um, I, ex I blossomed, you know, I really, because I started leading with my soul and I started teaching and, 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 and. Mm -hmm. So where, where did we, yeah, there is, there is the difference. You know, it's, it's a different culture. I was still born into this culture where women serve men. I cringe. I cringe. Yeah. And but that, I'm also and that's the culture where women compete with men, which is also not good. <laughs> no, exactly. So where do we where do we get to? And then you see, there are religions where women are are they have to serve the men, and they have to be somewhere, you know, second class. And I'm a minister, uh, and you know, I cringe, I cringe, I cringe because I think you know, women should be free, and men should be free, and we we have a lot of potential, all of us, and we need to live it. And I think there is the path, how do we get from the superwoman to the superb woman? And what is actually a superb woman? Well, everybody might have different ideas, but for me, I think a superb woman is a woman who is feminine and she celebrates her femininity and she sees her strength in her femininity. It's not something she needs to break away from and be more masculine to compete with a man. No, the man and the woman are to complement each other. They are supposed to be the cherry on the cake for each other. See, and they are supposed to be equal and each bring their gifts in. So it's woven into each other. So I think the superb woman, she knows who she is. She has got no competition, no competition because she rests in herself. And, you know, there is, we have no competition. You, Sorina, have no competition. I have no competition. You know, we have different gifts each one of us, and we need to celebrate that and really do away with the competition because as soon as you feel competitive and you think you need to be better than the other, you lose part of your femininity. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Even if you compete with women, you still, you still lose a part of your femininity because that's not the way women... Um, that's not the way women get ahead by competing with other women. It's more in, on, um, on the level of collaboration that this works. Yeah. Yeah. So this is how women get ahead as a matter of fact, not by competing. This, these are, um, these are war tactics. These are tactics that are assignable to men. Yes. And when you can rest in your beauty, this is why, you know, when I do my courses, you know, about, about body image, so it's really, really important because sometimes, you know, women want to have a nice body for their partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, 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 no. I want to have a nice body for myself because if I'm aware that I'm very happy in my skin and I'm happy in my body, I can be a much better partner. Yeah. But I don't want to have a body and wear clothes that impress a man. No, I want to impress myself. It's, it's all about the superb woman has a good relationship with herself. She knows her emotions. She knows her intellect. She knows her gifts. And she brings them onto the stage of the world. Mm. You know, when you look at a, a, an actress, when you look at a singer, 
You know, they don't have to compete with somebody else. They have their individual voice and it is that voice which the audience wants to hear. I was just uh, watching a documentary about Freddie Mercury and he was in Rio and he was on this stage with a massive, massive audience. They came to listen to his voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that it, that is such an excellent example that if we could just understand that we play on our own stage and we know that we, what we are worth, it's about feeling, feeling our worth. That is the superb woman. Mm -hmm. how, how do you think we, we can overcome the societal pressure or rather the um, that how would I even call it the, the cultural misinterpretation of what equality really means right now, right now we are um, as women forced to share everything you, sh you men say okay share we share the responsibility but uh, you would have to share the financials with us and women as we know don't earn as much as men it's <laughs> across the line every I mean with minor exceptions. So again, we're generalizing, but we're talking about a large chunk of the population where women are actually significantly paid lower than men. Mm. So when you would have to contribute equally and, um, and compete on a men's turf, so put double the effort and still be paid less, um, then it becomes really hard. And, and how, how can you even gain your self-worth and, and connect to your femininity when you don't have time? When you're yeah. completely absorbed and drained of energy to compete and to provide equally. You see, I think that's a, such an injustice yeah. that women uh, earn less than men. I mean, I know of a young woman who worked in London in the investment banking sector. And she said, you know, I have to work twice as hard as a man because it's very much a man's world. I cringe when I hear something like that. I really do. You know, because it should not happen. Because from an intellect, you know, there is, there is no difference in an intellect. You know, okay, we all have, have different intellects. But if you'd have a, a man and a woman who've got an equal intellect, why should a woman be paid less? Okay, companies might say, oh, well, but she has to go on, on maternity leave. And, and, and. But you know what? We are bringing children into our society. You know, if, if it wasn't for us and if we wouldn't bring children and good citizens and educate them and so to become good citizens into this world, what would happen to this world? So why should we penalize for that? Yeah, unfortunately, the current corporate world doesn't, uh, doesn't give, uh, give benefits of what is useful to society, you know, because they're serving the shareholders and that's what matters at the moment you know doing the rounding up the quarters um results yeah and you know what i think we talked about it before in an interview because what companies do not understand that um we the women and men uh, they're human resources and it's actually it's the human resources who um get the company going and bring in the money and bring in the inspiration and the work and and and, and i think that's always the key thing that the, the workforce has to be treated really really well needs to be inspired needs to be greatly taken care of that's a key thing and i think women especially 
You know, I would love to support women in the corporate world. I really would love to do that because I see the injustice there. I'd love to give a talk about it because it's so important that companies realize the worth of women, mm. you know, their cre creativity. Um, yeah, there is so much work. You know, we've got 2020 now and there's so much work to do. And in some way, you know, I feel uh, with the COVID-19, there is so much suffering in the world. So many companies are going downhill and people are dying. And, and, and But I do feel somewhere that the universe has pushed a reset button and says, stop, 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 stop. Everybody stop. Let's try again. Mm. And I'm hoping that through this, perhaps something will happen in our world. We have to have visions. We need to be excited about the world and because we have a chance to create something new. So let's create equality for men and women. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's so important because the one thing is, Serena, what I always feel is if if um it's the same with marriages you know i mean there are so many marriages that are broken or not very good and people say oh i'm going to stay for my children i'm staying for my children and i will say why are you teaching your children to be unhappy i stayed far too long in an unhappy marriage and my kids later on said a few years when i was on my own and i was really happy mom why couldn't we be a happy mom as you are now and i said but i stayed for you no don't put the put the burden onto us that we made you suffer. So, and I'm hoping that there will be equality in the corporate world as well for women, that women are better understood and that women need to understand themselves. Gandhi said, you know, if you want to make change, then become the change. Yeah. I think you're right. It's a, it's a two-staged two um, process. Although what you said deserved a moment of, uh, of silence, a pause, just to sink in a bit <laughs> because it was important. But yeah, it's a, it's a two-sided two approach. So on one hand, women do need to realize uh, what they're worth, <clears throat> that they're su su they can be superb women, exactly. superb beings to feel this way and to create much more from this position of self-worth. But at the same time, there needs to be a recognition of the companies that they'll have a much, a much more productive uh, workforce if they were to implement certain strategies and certain approaches and train um, their employees in a certain way so as to engage more women, to uh, include them in a more women-friendly way. I love that. I love the idea to have a more women-friendly way, you know, because I think that is important because the woman needs to be celebrated. The man gets celebrated, you know. So let's just celebrate the women as well and celebrate them for their femininity. But in the corporate world, it's still, still very much. I mean, you know, how many, how many women wear suits, you know, trouser suits, you know, just like the men, you know. And I, I can tell you that in, in the corporate world, to see color, it is uh very it's it's so rare to see that when i was going to work everybody was staring at me everybody knew who i was not because of my position but because of the way i dressed because i always wore color and and i find this also ridiculous women should express themselves why would we need to dress like penguins yeah exactly 
Exactly. I had a little bit the same, you know, when I was working for the church because I had red fingernails and I was wearing jeans with my dog collar and so on. And, you know, people said to me, we've never had a minister. No, they didn't have very many women ministers, you know, uh, but we never had a women minister who was interested in fashion. Charlotte, everything is about fashion with you. I said, yes, because God made me a woman first of all. And then he asked me to be a minister. So, but you see fashion and, and, you know, colors and expressing your femininity is such an important part of life. Yeah. Do you know how many women, friends of mine, I have spoken to who said, I wish I had a job where I could dress the way I like, where I could express myself and just dress, put on the clothes that I'd like to dress and not have to conform to some standards of um, um, outfits, you know, certain dress codes. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, you know, because you can be so smartly dressed and still look funky, you know. I think, you know, that's just, uh, it's the way you carry yourself. If you express yourself uh, the way in your clothes, the way you want to, I think you give far more, you know, because you're actually, you're leading with your soul. As I'm always saying, you have a gold mine within, and that gold mine within has to illuminate the path for you. So if you can't wear what you want to wear, well, why? Then you're blocked somewhere. Yeah. And it's about all, you know, I think I'm a liberation coach. You know, I always want to see people be liberated. And let's liberate it, liberate women to their femininity. And men have got their masculinity. Let's celebrate it and be real and not be a clone. Be not, we don't want to live in a template. Yeah. Whereas Arena has to look a little bit like Charlotte and the next woman and the next woman. No, you know. Mm. Um, see, that's why it was interesting that, the, that the, the, the people in the wider community, when I was a minister, used to say, you were, you're a breath of fresh air. Because I dared to yeah. wear what I wanted to wear. Yeah. You know, now this reminds me also of my MBA studies because... People would say, um, oh, Zarina can wear this or she can do this because she can get away with things. You know, that there are certain people that can get away with doing certain things outside the box. And people are used to the fact that you are this type of a person that can get away with things like that. But, uh, but, but why is it the case that somebody else can't? It's just their decision what you can get away with and what you can't. Do you know what it actually says, Zarina? It says, I admire that woman because she's courageous. Because when somebody says, oh, you're getting away with that. Because I've sometimes people say that to me. Oh, Charlotte, the way you dress today, you get away with it. I wouldn't. And I say, why? You know, I'm just courageous. I'm expressing myself. But you know what it is? There is a timidity. Mm. And women who say that to me, they don't dare to break free from what is expected of them. I don't want to live, live up to the expectation of somebody else. I want to live Charlotte, whatever that means. And whether people like it or whether they don't like it, I live Charlotte. Beautiful. Yeah, I live Charlotte. And you know, I think that is, that is perhaps our message for today that the woman who moves from the superwoman where she is struggling, where she is fighting, where she's competing with men, to a woman who is so feminine and is so aware of her gifts, 
and rests in her femininity. And she is just she. Now, I was, I'm, I'm just reading a book, and it's very, very interesting. It's called The Burning Woman. Mm-hmm. And this lady, it's uh, Lucinda Pierce, I think it's, she's called. She always talks about his story, about his history. And heresy, when you think differently, it's her say and his story and i think there's so much truth in that because when you look through it back in generations how much did men um dictate how we're supposed to live and i'm not a feminist i'm not one of these flat shoes feminists who who despises men no 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 because i do feel that men need to be liberated as well right now, I've written the story, The Magic Frangipan and The Shy Coconut. And you know what? The best reviews I had from men. And you know why? Because of the last uh, few sentences, where I actually say that this is a story where uh, I can't explain it, and I, I would have to read it to you, but I'm saying um, usually the prince comes to set the princess free. That is sort of that liberation. The prince has to liberate the princess in the old fairy tales. But on this island where she was living, where this little girl is living and has her adventure, she says, the princess came to set the prince free. And you know how many men have said to me, actually, Charlotte, I've woken up to the fact that I've lived with this, not even thinking about it. There was something running my life which said, I need to liberate a woman. Interesting, huh? So this is very forward-looking that women actually liberate the men. And perhaps with what we've been talking about today, perhaps we've liberated some men. Because I think men need to be liberated. You know, I had a a video recorded about a year ago talking about... um women in business and another one about love relationships. And the one, the one that had to do with business had um, the most positive comments from men because it, um, I, I talked specifically about mothers in business and I had somebody approach me and actually wanted to talk to me specifically about this thing because he said, I am tired of women that want to compete. They, they think that want that they need to act like men. So men are also tired from this. Yeah. It's a model that we all consent to live in, but nobody likes it. Yeah. So liberation, 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 you know, that's a key thing. And what liberates a man and what liberates a woman? And perhaps we should leave the viewers with this to ask themselves, where do I need liberation? And what do I need liberation from? I mean, I, when I think about my life, I broke free, I broke free, I broke free uh, all the time. And, you know, I, I now with 70 and a half, I feel freer and happier than I've ever felt before. And that says something, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. And I'm, that's what I'm teaching, trying to teach my children to be free, be free, be free, be free, be free. Thank you so much, Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you. You can find our contacts at the uh, comments under the video and under the podcast. And if you'd like to book Charlotte or myself for a speaking gig, for a consultation, just uh, use the email that I'll also put below. Thanks so much. Thank you, Serena. Thank you.
Thank you so much.